Welcome to Lit by Moonlight, where it's not a face to follow the love of your life into the Trojan War. Hosted by Emberlyn Leja and Caitlin Laurie. This week, we are discussing Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. The Song of Achilles reimagines the story of Achilles and Patroclus from Homer's The Iliad. It follows the pair from childhood to the onset of the Trojan War and through its 10-year duration as their initial bond and deep connection to each other develops and blooms through time. It's an utterly heart-wrenching love story that will make you feel deeply, weep openly, and want to immediately share it with all of your friends. Okay, um, yeah, so... I guess my first question for you, Kaylin, perhaps the most important question um, of this book is uh, how do you imagine that Thetis sounds? How do I imagine? Ooh. Okay. I have to know. It's very important to me. It's funny. Okay. Because I feel like I listened to the audiobook for most of it. Well, yeah, most of it. And she kind of sounds like this. It kind of reminded me of um, the the recording for Kaz in Crooked Kingdom through Wyland's perspective for that audiobook, yeah. and it wasn't good. So in my head, when I was reading it, she just sounded like a normal woman. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> you were able to create that correction in your, hand, your head, because I feel like... There is really something, I think, cursed about the way that the audiobook uh, uh, narrator reads Thetis's voice. It's really just like this, and it's kind of horrible. And it's like, why does she sound like, I like, don't I know. know. I know that she lives in the sea, but why do her vocal cords have to be like that? <laughs> I know. Like, I kept trying to, like, dub her over in my brain as Kate Blanchett. But it just wasn't working yeah. because it just consistently was bleeding through. And, of course, that's obviously not the best place for us to start because I feel like there's so many other parts of this book that are beautiful and tragic and wonderful. So we can we can definitely jump back to those now. I just thought that was an important, an no, important that, part. <laughs> that, uh, that earns its own whole podcast episode, honestly. Yeah. Dissecting Thetis' voice. <laughs> Why is she like this? <laughs> it it was a choice. It absolutely it was, a, was choice. a choice that they it was made. A choice. Oh god. Oh man. So okay. So before you got like reading into this book, how much Greek mythology did you know, like beforehand? Mm, um, not very much, honestly. Um, I think I watched like one Percy Jackson movie when I was, I don't know, t- like fourteen, and I just didn't know anything about it beyond that um how about you uh not a lot just the basics um and we'll get to uh, a major one definitely later but I didn't know enough to for this to be like oh I know exactly what's going to happen in this book or like I know all these characters it was just like a ha I know that name cool and that was about it and I had honestly Greek mythology was one of those topics that I just always avoided because I just thought I'm not gonna like that because I didn't give a shit because I don't like history why would I like history that's possibly fake so yeah yeah (laughs) I I I feel like I definitely feel like there are are, are folks like classicists who've 
read the Iliad and would probably say that you need to read the Iliad to understand what's going on in this book or to just appreciate it more. And I think that could be right. Maybe we could go back and read the Iliad for a, a podcast episode in the future and revisit this book. But I definitely also am one of those people that has not read the Iliad through at all. Um, it's not your Sunday morning read. It's not. It's <laughs> dense. It's it's complicated. It's not something that I can imagine my brain fully latching onto um but I I I, I mean yeah yeah I definitely would agree with you there I think honestly reading Song of Achilles makes me want to actually read the Iliad because I feel like because I have a um I have an idea of what the story is now through characters that I was actually caring about and attached to I might actually look into the actual like history of it so yeah i'm saying that now that doesn't mean i'm gonna actually do it i but will just not know be. that <laughs> i will not I, be someday it's it's on i the only list. care about the lgbtq community in this book yes <laughs> i don't have i have no interest in in greek mythology oh my god uh, okay so okay on that note looking stuff up for like the greek mythology like the actual history of this i thought okay totally knew achilles was a thing i've never heard of patroclus before Mm -hmm. so i thought oh madeline miller just like created this new character um and that's what because like i knew it was an adaption so i was like oh it's it's fake but like i like it it's very cool like i like this kind of take on it especially since it's from his perspective and so I was like, oh, this this isn't, like, a real thing. And then I was, like, Googling it. It's like, Achilles and Patroclus were possibly lovers in real life. And I was like, what do you mean? He's real? <laughs> He's like, a this real is man. Fantastic. This is fantastic. <laughs> like, and there was a lot of, like, in the Iliad, I guess, itself, like, it's never, like, explicitly said mm. that they were, um, like, in a relationship. It's very, like, implied that they were very close and that they were each other's, like, confidant and, mm-hmm. like trusted each other with their lives basically Hmm. but it totally could have been plausible that they were in a romantic relationship and i for one like to believe that's true because gay rights yeah i think that there's definitely a lot of historical documentation that uh maybe not across greek history but in some facets of greek history um male companionship was very common so yeah that's it that's a wonderful i can i will be sleeping very soundly at night knowing that um that that's the case especially if it's the case <laughs> with patroclus and achilles because i'll take it um yeah it's amazing um what uh Mad- is it madeline miller i've been saying madeline but that's definitely madeline. something i should have known beforehand i was just thinking that too i was like <laughs> i wish you know i knew that it's fine we're yeah. new at this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think that that's something that she cares a lot about. Um, I did a lot of reading before I sat down here today about how much love and care uh, Madeline Miller put into these two characters and mm-hmm. just kind of got the sense that she just finds them to be so special and actually did. I think her... Her master's thesis on their relationship oh that's cool um which is so sweet and lovely um and i i guess i'll i have to read you this quote um 
because I think it's so soft, but she says in the decade, and this is from The Guardian, uh, in the decades since it was published, I've been honored to hear from readers who put excerpts in their wedding vows, who made quotes into tattoos, who taught it in their classes. I've heard from people who've said it helped them come out to their parents and others who said it inspired them to get their PhDs or to start their own novels. Every writer wants their book to have its own life, but I never in my wildest dreams imagined my Achilles and Patroclus would get to have such a rich and rewarding one. And if that doesn't make you cry, like... I'm actually tearing up. That's so sweet. I know. I love that. It's so soft. Wow. Madeline Miller, or Madeline Miller, or maybe it's Madeline Myler, and we've been wrong this whole time. <laughs> That's sweet. I love that. <laughs> the disrespect we're paying to this author right now. Wait, so um, we so this book was her thesis? Or she wrote about no, it? No. Okay, um, okay. Yeah. This book was her Can thesis. Can you imagine? This is your thesis. <laughs> I, to be her professor, to be her honors, um, to be her advisor on this, like her thesis advisor, I would be like, wow, this is the gayest and most beautiful thing I've ever read. I'd, I guess it's 12 words, Madeline, not 30 something pages of this. Oh my God. Or pet chapters. <laughs> That's I guess on that note, like if, if that, if, if you were, uh, Madeline, Miller's thesis advisor and she handed this to you to look over at some point in in your life when would you uh start to think that maybe this wasn't going to be a happy ending um okay so I realized this wasn't going to be a happy ending when I remembered um the whole thing about the Achilles heel and where that comes from (laughs) because like I said didn't know a lot about Greek mythology but I did know that Achilles was the character and we have an Achilles tendon, like our like Achilles heel, and the whole thing is uh-huh. like that's like a very vulnerable spot. And uh-huh. I remember realizing in the most random spot, I think it was like one of the times when like Thetis didn't want Achilles to go. I can't remember if like it was after she sent him away or what, but I was like, okay, does she not want him to go to war because Patroclus will have to go to war and he's gonna follow him and like she knows that they're just gonna follow each other no matter what and then I was like and then maybe something will happen to Patro oh 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 wait I just remembered that um that's a vulnerability and like Achilles Achilles heel oh Patroclus is his weak point and Mm. this isn't gonna be nice Mm, mm. I think that's a really interesting actually I think that's a really spot on interpretation um, <laughs> I only know of Achilles heel from Taylor Swift's uh, <laughs> renowned classic State of Grace Iconic. Uh, in parentheses acoustic version so <laughs> I did not know a lot about how that factored into everything that was going on here um, and it really was not, I feel like I'm, I'm telling you all about, um, how smart I am right now, but so I didn't really think about the heel until I later Googled Achilles and I was like, Achilles heel. Oh yeah. And it all made sense all of a sudden. So I'm so proud of you for making that connection. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's only because I've had so many like ankle and foot issues in my life yes, <laughs> that I know what the Achilles tendon is. I feel like you've spent a lot of time with your Achilles tendon, so, you know, what's going on with it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that being said, with the whole, was it going to be a happy ending, did you 
uh, have any guesses how it could end because it didn't end the way I thought it was gonna. Yeah, no, I honestly thought it was going to be horrible. I really, like, I, the last two lines, I think, saved my life yeah. mm-hmm. um, because I anticipated uh, in that very last chapter that Patroclus was going to be left haunting, um, haunting Achilles' grave forever without uh any relief from Thetis and um at the very very end when Thetis was able to lay him to rest properly I finally felt some relief Mm -hmm. uh it was not where I thought it was going and I honestly I'm not one to cry a lot during books um when reading books but those last two lines I think I've never sobbed so much yeah at books um i'll link the pictures of me sobbing <laughs> in the episode description they're, they're i've good. never cried that much yeah yeah how about you um so i think it threw me off that this was all from patroclus's perspective because i thought achilles was gonna die like i thought like okay we know that he's like once i figured out hmm, this is not gonna be very happy uh i figured achilles was gonna meet his fate like he said, I thought maybe Patroclus was going to fight with him and then, like, maybe accidentally kill Hector because they were told that Hector was going to die first. And I was like, oh, my God, watch, like, Patroclus kill him and then be like, ah, heck, that was my bad. And now you're going to die, too. Yeah. So, like, I thought that was going to happen. And he, at one point, like, Patroclus did say, like, he didn't have any intentions on living after Achilles died. So I thought it was going to be... Quite often. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be, like, Achilles dies, and then um, he, then Patroclus takes his own life situation, or they were going to die possibly together. I knew they, they were probably both going to die, and it wasn't going to be nice, but I did not foresee Patroclus being the one to die first. And yeah. so that... I, I kind of liked that um, that choice of it being through uh his like Patroclus's perspective because you don't really expect the author to kill off the character you're being told the story from so I thought that was really cool yeah yeah I feel like I had that same confused like I guess that same reckoning with um Crooked Kingdom yeah um yeah (laughs) which I will not go into a spoiler a spoiler if we say written review if we say chapter 40 that's all you need to know yeah and I was like what is wow um same case here I definitely I think I saw something coming when multiple times throughout the book Achilles would be like what's Hector done to me and that was kind of my cue to be like oh he's probably gonna take Patroclus like that was kind of like the thing for me that was like uh it's probably something involving the love of your life but um I guess I just didn't anticipate how Hector and Patroclus would end up in each other's earshot to allow that to happen and I thought that was the part that just devastated me the most that it was Patroclus protecting his his partner's honor in the battlefield um ow yeah ow I will say okay so I don't know so I'm a big crier I'm a Pisces so it just comes with the package so I cry at literally everything. It doesn't matter. I did not cry at the end of this book. And I don't know if that's because of um, just knowing that 
they were gonna die like i was very sad do not get me wrong but it didn't make me cry but i did cry in this book and it's the most random line but it was the moment where i i think this made me cry because it was like the culmination of like this is it just tells you like this is what's gonna happen and it's gonna suck so it's when um i can't remember it was it odysseus telling him the story doesn't matter um of cleopatra and like how her like husband was fighting in the war and um or he wasn't he was refusing to fight in the war and all these people were dying they were hating him and he only listened to cleopatra when she begged him to please stop and fight and end the war and he only listened to her because he loved her so much i was just like Hmm, this feels important. And the line that got me was um, Cleopatra Patroclus. Her name built from the same pieces as mine, only reversed. And I read that and I started bawling. So I was like, oh no, this is not going to be good. Because then that's when I knew I was like, Patroclus is going to be like the reason for why Achilles will have to eventually you know meet his fate and like I could can you like can you imagine like realizing that you have to like you've been trying to save your partner for so long and you have to be the one to basically get them to go like towards their fate and go to their death whether you want them to or not but like I don't know that it just it devastated me and I read I I read it so late at night I was just like sobbing in my bed like no (laughs) it was horrible it it is devastating I totally forgot that part because it was like at the end of the day I feel like Patroclus's like the, the the decisions he made that triggered a lot of what happened I feel like were not intentional like at that point he yeah. could not have foresaw that him riding out onto the battlefield in Achilles armor was going to result in this fate that they had been anticipating for for like 18 not 18 but you know close to 18 years of their life together yeah and it hurts it ow yeah ow my review of this ow. book ow Caitlin Moore. It hurts. Ow! It hurts. Stop! Thank you. Please stop. (laughs) Don't do it again. (laughs) When I opened this book, what I just read better not have happened. (laughs) It's it's gone. You open it up, the page is empty. And then they live happily ever after. The end. (laughs) The end. If only more books could be like that. Yeah. Oh man! Hopefully, life could be like that, right? It's like if I, when I close my eyes and I open them again, everything's gonna be fine. I think this is a good time for us to transition to uh, which character you would toss a fig to. Ooh, who would I toss a fig to? I think I'd toss a fig to Briseis because she, I don't know, I just, like Patroclus, I just wanted to protect her and tell her everything's going to be fine. And if I had been able to toss a fig to her, I definitely would have saved her from her fate because 
I don't think she deserved that. And I just really wanted nothing but the best for her. And I wanted her to be safe. And so I would toss a fig to her and we would become best friends. <laughs> and we would run away together and not be in the Trojan War because absolutely not a fan of that. <laughs> I would toss a fig um, with all of my might at Pyrrhus's uh, face <laughs> uh, for killing Briseis because he's a little shit and I, I really do wish him the absolute worst I do oh my god um, I love your interpretation of toss a fig, fig to people um, at, on that note uh, my question for you would be uh, who's the character you would throw a spear at because mine is oh, Iris that was the next question yeah I hate him so much mm-hmm. I, I what made me mad was everything about him um, everything about him <laughs> Uh, but like specifically like okay Achilles dies he's Achilles' son he's the next successor sure fine whatever but Mm -hmm. he came in acting like he knew Achilles and like he knew what the best was for him and I feel like that is a very good representation of being raised by Thetis Mm -hmm. and because she did not like Patroclus um, Mm -hmm. I mean she's stupid she sounds like this so what are we supposed to do <laughs> but i he just comes in and they're like hey uh so your dad's dead but he really wanted to be um buried with this guy patroclus and pyrus is just like mm, he is a servant he shouldn't be remembered as such with my dad um fuck you and your friend i say what goes and just i don't know just his constant like totally not standing for what Achilles ever stood for and just the idea that this guy had to take over in his place it pissed me off and also on that note of Pyrus I when I was going through all of the notes um in the beginning it's on page 19 it says the flech it says the fates had foretold that Thetis's son would far surpass his father so Peleus didn't die in the book, right? Peleus is uh, Achilles' father. Did we ever see him die? Because Achilles most for sure did not surpass his father. So then my question would be, because Pyrrhus was um, raised by Thetis, would that... Is that like the loophole of like... Or like the gotcha moment of, actually, we're not talking about Achilles in this, you know little prophecy we're actually talking about Pyrrhus and then he's going to take over because he actually outlived Achilles or am I just thinking too hard my brain may not be complex enough for that question um but could you repeat what could you reread the quote to me yes yes okay so the quote is the fates had foretold Thetis's son would far surpass his father uh-huh. and him being Achilles uh-huh. and because I think this is when we were like learning about um, how he would be like a really great warrior so oh. um, his father is King Peleus yep. and I read the book don't remember anything about King Peleus dying and Achilles outliving him 
and Thetis did um, raise Pyrus after he was born because uh, she took him from Diomedes. So uh, yeah, I didn't. Inter- I I interpreted that as surpass him in terms of his honor and his uh, wit, not his life. That's why I think I'm having a. But I I could see that too. I was like. I, I, I might have I, I still might have like interpreted the quote wrong but. no I don't think there's any wrong interpretation it was just more of that like like I didn't think anything of it the first time and then when I was going through mm. and I read that again I was like hey wait a Wah. minute who Wah. are you who are you <laughs> so that was my thing uh, so would um, you would you toss a fig and throw a spear at Pyrus I would whip again I think I'd whip a fig I think I have to go back and rethink who I would toss a fig to um, like genuinely, affectionately. affectionately. <laughs> uh, but I will say I think that I would still toss a spear at Pyrus. Um, I feel like he's just the central villain of this book. I know that Thetis exists as like this, basically like, I feel like she's just inherently this overbearing mother figure who's kind of bitter and like probably smells like fish. I don't know. And um <laughs> because she's from the ocean that's my <laughs> I don't know I wanted to say stinky but I, I was like mm, she's probably like stinky um, she's probably stinky <laughs> um, but like I don't know I felt like I could I could humanize her more because of the fact that she just got taken by this mortal one day and uh, rapid on a beach yeah. whereas I could not yeah. say the same for Pyrus I think he just is a little but you know mm-hmm. like he just he's just capital l capital t like that for some <laughs> reason in part because he was raised by a bitter sea nymph and in part because i feel like he's stepping into his father's shoes and like feels all of this entitlement to his father's honor without knowing his father and wanting his father to live his truth at all so yeah i would toss his spear right into his face um yeah. fortunately it seems like we don't have to because he did not survive the book um respectfully <laughs> rightfully so uh with that i think we can we can probably jump into two peaks in a valley and we can talk a little bit about the things we loved about this book and some of the some of the grows and glows you know the grows and glows um do you want to start with your a peak sure let me find them okay um so uh my two peaks uh biggest first one first one um is just the writing um Mm -hmm. it's incredibly angsty and lush and just leaves the reader with the sense of wanting which i really loved um i feel like you could tell that the whole book from patroclus's point of view was really like a love letter to achilles uh each time he would kind of describe something Achilles was doing or saying and then follow this up with I love this about him I was like ugh, the adoration in your uh, in your voice um so that was that was my first peak did you want to share your first peak yeah um it hit me and I'm I, I'm sad to say that this is true but I'm also kind of glad that it finally happened this is the first book I read where the two main characters are gay and mm. that is the main focus. And it's, yeah. it's a peak for me in the fact that, like, this is now in my library of reading. And, like, I really do wish 
I had read more like this, um, but I'm just very happy to have like read a book like this where it wasn't a side character. Like I've read books with LGBTQ characters, but I've never read one where it was the main focus of the book. And I just thought that was really good. And I hope that we could and that I could read more books like this in the future because I absolutely should. And yeah. I liked it. This does this doesn't. Yeah. This does not count all of the gay fan fiction. No, uh, yeah, this is like as far as no fan fiction is a whole thing that's been going on for a long time. I, I'm well versed <laughs> in that. However, it's the first, uh, you know, published book um, with two gay characters that I've read, and yeah. wish it was a happier one. Um, but <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it, and I just thought it was so beautiful and. Finding out that also, like, in the actual Greek mythology that this could have been a possibility, I was just like, that's really nice. And I choose Mm. to believe that they were more than just each other's very, very close friends. Um, Because, (laughs) yeah, I I don't know. I really enjoyed it. And, like, like I said, I need to read way more books like this um, personally. But I I don't know. It was was a nice nice change to have that be the focus historians will say they're friends um so that's that's a wonderful point um i would say uh my second point was that it was tragic Uh, my notes say it's tragic it's it's fucking tragic (laughs) yeah that is my peak oddly enough um this book is so incredibly sad uh you know to watch the person you love go grow mad and bitter and essentially rot Mm. from the inside because of their honor because of their legacy and then because of finally the loss of you is so devastating and I can't imagine that it can be very easy for anyone to write such a book so I think that um immense props must go to Madeline Miller because it is it is really beautiful um and I I defer to sobbing over the last couple of sentences (laughs) because I think that they I, I really don't often react to books that way it was amazing um share your second peak now friend my second peak now friend i think my second (laughs) so stupid okay (laughs) my second peak is for a quote okay it made me laugh out loud so hard and i love that you had this beautiful um like your peaks were beautiful and well thought out um my second peak was the quote her ankles were particularly lovely (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was so funny because there's like you know like the whole joke of like ooh, she's a little shoulder ooh, she's a little ankle and just for patroclus to like just genuinely say yeah she had really nice ankles it made me laugh so hard and i was like that's funny I feel like I feel like Madeline Miller put that in as a treat. That was for you. She that was for in me. 2010 when she was writing this book, she she thought of you in like fifth or sixth grade, and she was like, yeah. "This one's for Caitlin." She. I appreciate her honestly. It was so funny. And, like I've been thinking about it ever since. Her like, ankles. Her, her ankles were particularly lovely. Her ankles. Yeah. Yeah, her ankles were lovely. Yeah. You're right. I love that. Um, I love that. 
Um, so tell me, I guess then tell me about a, a valley then. Tell me about your valley. Okay, I guess my valley would have to be um, at the end when they died. No, but yeah. <laughs> when, <laughs> at the that sucked. Yeah, I hated that. Um, really wish they kept on breathing. Um, no, I think it was my valley would just be how Achilles was acting at the end. Like I totally uh. get like, you know wanting to live and everything i'm all for it but it it made me really mad that like i love patroclus and he's a very kind soul and he very much cared for achilles but it made me mad that achilles let him go out there into war wearing his armor knowing that he not that not that like achilles like he protested it mm-hmm. and patroclus literally like basically like fought him tooth and nail so that he would let him go but it was just like if if i were achilles i feel like that would be my wake-up call to be like okay no i have to go out and fight i have to do this Mm. and i don't think i could let my partner go and pretend to be me and like take over for me just, just so i didn't have to go out and fight because of you know basically being petty yeah. is how I interpreted the whole situation. So, I don't know. It just made me... It made me mad. It has nothing to do with the writing at all. It's just more yeah. of, like, the I was aggravated with the characters, which is good. You shouldn't always agree with everything a character is doing, mm-hmm. especially if they're your protagonist. But it just made me, like, be like, oh, come on, dude. Don't yeah. do not do it. Like, we all, we all know what your fate is. Maybe, maybe this isn't a good... Maybe this isn't a good idea. I don't know. Yeah. You might want to... You might want to circle back on that idea and just go out and fight yourself and see what happens considering you are the greatest warrior mm-hmm. of your time and your boyfriend is a very good supporter yeah. but not the greatest fighter. So yeah. I, I don't know, it just made me it made me mad at like how he um handled that and I was mad that like Patroclus is is so sympathetic and so mm. like you know he he feels um for the characters who you know are kind of put down or lonely because he knows what that feels like and i just felt like it was almost like he's like i'll do it and like i'll i'll always fix the situations and achilles is like yeah you do always fix the situations i'll let you do this and mm. i was just like no you deserve better than that yeah. So that was, I guess that was my valley. What was yours? Oh, I, I felt, I don't think it was dissimilar, honestly. Um, mine was that I felt like Patroclus was sometimes portrayed as kind of this passive protagonist where, mm, yeah. um, yeah, like, like I, I felt like, uh, after reading a little bit about Greek mythology and a lot of Greek mythology, he's portrayed as very wise, um, as, as somebody who is definitely a lot more, I feel like, active and, and involved in not just in the Trojan War, but in general. And I definitely think that his later pursuits as a medic make up for this. However, there were many times when, at the very least, I just felt that, uh, like, I needed more from Achilles. I needed to understand what Achilles saw in Patroclus from Achilles' perspective. And that is, of course, the but of, of, of a, a book like this is this is all from Patroclus' perspective. This is a love letter to Achilles, and that makes sense to me. But there are many times when I found myself asking, 
what does Achilles see in Patroclus? I, as the reader, know that Patroclus is wonderful and kind and soft and and sacrifices so much for the people that he cares about, but I don't know if Achilles knows that, and I don't really see him express that very much. Yeah, I think the closest we got to that is, like, when, in the beginning, when, like, Achilles chooses, basically chooses Patroclus to be his, like, second, and his dad is like, why him? And yeah. Achilles goes, he's surprising. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, that, and that's awesome. Else? And what <laughs> else about him do you like? He does like help Patroclus. Like he always has an answer for him. Like, oh, you weren't showing up at your fighting lessons. Oh, it's because you were music lessons with me. And like, let's you come with me now. So that isn't actually a lie. And then yeah. just um, always trying to find a way out of him. And like when Patroclus was... Um, one of the people who had to go fight in the war because he did present himself to Helen as a kid mm-hmm. and Achilles is like that's not your name anymore though so you're fine you right. don't have to go like he always has an answer and like I feel like those were like the rare moments where you could see how he's like I'm gonna do anything to protect you right. but it wasn't enough to be yeah. like I know and not that it was like oh this person loves this person more but it's just like I you we see how much Patroclus loves Achilles. I want to mm-hmm. see that reciprocated. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, I get that. I, I think that was it. I wish to see more of their dynamic together. Sometimes there were allusions to that. Oh, they, they're playing and they're doing this and doing that. But like then they wouldn't describe those scenes. I just wanted like one or more, two more little fluffy yeah. scenes in there so I could better understand their dynamic together, how they complement each other. But yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah. I like that. Do you have, um, like, a favorite quote from the book? Do I have a favorite quote? Um, it's mm. hard to say. I feel like the, the last two, I can't say them. I refuse to say them. I just would inquire that any person who has Should read I the read book, them go for people who might them. not yeah. remember? Um, please feel free. Those are my favorite okay. because they make me cry, and I will cry here, so... Cool. All right. So it's time to make Emberlyn cry. No. If if I don't, this will be very disappointing. Okay. So the last two lines of the book are, In the darkness, two shadows reaching through the hopeless heavy dusk, their hands meet and light spills in the flood like a hundred golden urns pouring out the sun. She's doing her very best to not cry right now, and I'm proud of her. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Think that it's finally worn me out. I'm drying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Wow. Yeah, I think it it's has a to nice, be those. It's a nice ending. I remember reading that, being like, I had like a sigh of relief because I was like, uh huh. Oh, they are laid to rest together. Like, yeah. At least they get that. Because the way everybody talks about this book is like, it's so tragic. So my assumption is always automatically that it doesn't end well. Yeah. Period. Like at all. Like they're never together again. And I'm like, I don't think I can live with this. And, and so the fact that the last page exists is really what keeps me going. Yeah. How about you? I like that. Um, I kind of have two that stuck out. Um, the first one being um, his presence was like a stone in my shoe, impossible to ignore. I just really liked that like little analogy because mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. It like it kind of made me go when <laughs> 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 I read it because. And then I, like, started thinking about it. I was just like, you get a rock in your shoe? That shit's annoying. And you cannot, <laughs> like, I, I for one, I get so, like, sensory overload. I'm like, I need to yes. get this out now or I cannot function. Yeah. And 
I just the person equivalent of that to me was mm-hmm. just so like oh my god like you just there's just person in your life and you just can't ignore them because like they're just always there and always present and I don't know I just I liked that comparison yeah. to the stone in the shoe so I just thought that was like really clever and then um the other one that got me and obviously on a second read through it hit different but even the first time uh the quote is and perhaps it is the greater grief after all to be left on earth when another is gone and i liked that because it makes me sad oh. and then it makes me think because like is it like terrible and sad to die yes but the sadder thing is the people you leave behind and because you have to live with that and it ah. makes me really sad and yeah so I think those are my favorite quotes because it was cute and thought-provoking and very sad <laughs> which I think sums up this book for me it's like oh it's sweet and very very sad yeah like it's like this is a wonderful soft book and also a tragic terrible book in the best yeah. way so I guess that Makes me wonder, Caitlin, on a scale of one to five, figs tossed gently to your lover, your future lover. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, what do you rate it? I rate Song of Achilles four out of five figs gently tossed oh. to my future lover. Hmm. How about you? How many figs? Um, I'm going to rate it the same four to five figs tossed gently to your future lover. Uh, I took one fig away. Uh, because uh, I uh, cried in front of my boyfriend and <laughs> it was an ugly cry and uh, I went and I looked at the bathroom mirror and it was really streaky and I felt kind of embarrassed by that and I blame this book for, for causing that it's funny that's why you took away one fig I took away one fig because it didn't make me streaky in the mirror uh, because I was, I think maybe because I was expecting it from what everyone says, oh, but yeah. I think for a book to deserve five out of five for me personally, like it has to really hit emotionally, and this one did, mm-hmm. but it was still like I ended the book and I was like, yeah, that was a good book, not like a, you know, I have to sit here and, you know, stare at a wall for a day. To really process it, <laughs> but that's um, I. That being said, it's a very very good book. I um I just I love a good cry, and uh, I didn't have to do that with this one mm. per se. Even though that Cleopatra line did make me cry, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, four out of five figs, gently tossed to your future lover. Yeah, I think that's a fair rating. Thanks for listening to the first ever episode of Lit by Moonlight. Make sure to tune in next week when we enter the shadow fold and discover a great and rare power when we discuss shadow and bone.